What's up, everybody, and welcome back. This week's episode is a fun one. I got to sit down with one of my best friends, Stephanie, to discuss our best study strategies that we use while navigating PT school. We talk about the things we know now that we wish we knew years ago and give practical tips to help you level up your productivity starting today. I hope you enjoy this episode. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Steph. What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to the Goal Set Mindset Podcast. Today, I am joined by my roommate, close friend and classmate in PT school, Stephanie Cregan. Thanks so much for coming on, Steph. Thank you so much for having me. Big fan of the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. This is going to be a fun conversation. Steph and I are both in our third year of PT school and have been in college together for seven years now. Too long. And have learned a thing or two about studying and preparing for exams. So today we mapped out five top study tips, things that we have learned along the way, things that we wish we knew sooner about how to be an efficient studier. All right, so let's get right into it, Steph. Tell us what is your first top tip. Well, before we get into it um, and dive deep, I want to say that not all suggestions we have will work for everybody. Disclaimer. Disclaimer, for sure. So we really suggest, you know, try different things out, see what works for you. And at the end of the day, you know what works best for you. You know yourself the best. So do what you need to do and get it done. Um, So the first tip we have here is to make a plan. Um, And I have underneath that is to not wait to the last minute. And that's something I wish I knew sooner. For sure. I used to procrastinate all the time. So just kind of planning out when you're going to start studying for something and sticking to it. So planning out when you're going to study, what will you study, when, how long you're going to study for. So set a time limit. For me, urgency tends to help. So I try to set a time limit. I'm going to study for three hours and I want to get this done. It creates a some sense of urgency for me and it helps me stay a little bit more focused and not get distracted too easily. Yeah, I'm definitely with you on that. And one thing that comes to mind, um, you know, flexing our PT muscles a little bit is we talk about SMART goals. Mm-hmm. When you're setting a goal for something, you want it to be measurable and have a time limit. So same thing with studying. If you're somebody who takes a lot of classes, you could get to the library and spend 30 minutes figuring out what the heck you're gonna start with. So going in with a plan is gonna make sure that you maximize your time. Another thing to plan ahead of time that we thought of earlier is to not study hungry. Don't do it, your brain is not gonna work optimally. Oh, there's nothing worse than getting comfy in your study spot and then all of a sudden your tummy is growling. So plan ahead of time if you wanna bring snacks with you, if you wanna eat ahead of time to make sure that you can focus. That was a good one, Steph. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> it has come up a lot of times. Trust yeah, me. no, it's true. Um, and then lastly on make a plan is plan to not be on your phone. So let anyone know, anyone you have at home, let them know that you're not going to be on your phone for a few hours and just put it away. You don't need it. Trust me. Yeah, that that's a big one. And I will say as much as I don't like leaving my phone at home because I'm like, what if I need it? What if somebody calls? You realize when you don't bring your phone that you'll be sitting and studying and you'll reach for your phone multiple times. Like it becomes Mm -hmm. such a subconscious thing. So just by eliminating it altogether, or you know what Steph and I do sometimes in the library, I throw my phone at her and she throws (laughs) her at me, hers at me. So it's at least there, but it's not in front of me where I can reach it. Um, So definitely get away any distractions that you can. 
And that's a great segue into tip number two, which is to create your optimal study environment. So as you're listening to this, I want you to think about a time or a day that you were really productive. That time that you prepared for an exam really well and you rocked it. What did that studying look like? Where did you study? How long were your study periods? Was there anybody else around you? Were you in your room? Were you in the library? Were you in a cafe? Think about those elements and try to recreate them each time that you study. What comes to mind when you think about your best study environment stuff? For me, and I've kind of juggled between different types of environments. Um, I've done big friend groups. That did not work for me. Yeah, that was my first approximately Mm -hmm. four and a half years of the University of Scranton Big table full of all my besties. If you're listening to this, you know who you are. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it, it just it could have been done better. Yeah, I would I would take something that would take maybe an hour if I sat and did it all at once. It would take me four hours if I was sitting around doing it with a group. So, as much as I love to be with my friends, I love you guys, but I need to not be with you. However, I do like to study with one or two friends who are also studying for the same thing. Because for me, I like to talk things out and I like to ask questions. I'll be studying something and then I'll look up at Julie and be like, okay, what's this? And she'll answer it and she'll quiz me and that kind of keeps me on my toes. It also keeps me accountable. So having someone there, it's kind of like, you know, keeps me on my toes, making sure that I'm doing the same thing, kind of like of a performance thing. So that I know that if I'm not doing something, I know somebody knows that I was slacking off. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. It definitely motivates me. Even if you're not telling me like what to do, Julie, study, just simply being in the presence of somebody else who's doing what you're doing is helpful. Same thing goes for like a workout buddy or like if you're on a diet, doing it with somebody tends to help, right? Same thing here with studying. Another thing for me is things like music and noise. Some people really thrive in a perfectly quiet environment, Mm -hmm. which can be hard to create in a college setting or when you have roommates. So find different ways, if you're a quiet studier, to create quiet. So maybe listening to like a white noise playlist on Spotify or some very mellow music that blocks out the outside sound. Um, for me, I'm a big lo-fi <laughs> hip-hop girl. Or EDM. I've graduated. I've graduated from EDM while studying. But if anybody knew me, yeah, like two years ago, deep house bumping in the headphones while I'm studying. But that's what worked for you, but and you knew at that. At that time, it worked for me, and now I'm I'm working on mellowing out a little bit. So we're taking it easy on the music. Um, but yeah, so create that optimal study environment. And the other thing about that is it makes studying less miserable. Mm-hmm. And it might be different from subject to subject. So. If I'm close to an exam, Stephanie and I, like, we'll go to the library together and we'll talk things out. But let's say it's in the beginning stages of studying, you're going through a PowerPoint. Maybe I'll hit the cafe, I'll get me a latte, there's some people around, you know, it's not a high stakes study situation, and that's more enjoyable for me. So feel free to be flexible, but take some time to really think about what's going to work best for you. Exactly. Yeah. I agree. Um, Now, tip number three, what do we got, Steph? Take breaks. Don't do it all at once. Um, You know, if you try to sit down and do it all at once three hours, by the hour mark, you're going to get tired. And are you actually even going to be retaining the information you're trying to study? Uh, So take breaks. Go for a walk. Go for a workout if you've been studying all morning. 
get yourself a cup of coffee, refill that water, hydrate. Yeah. <laughs> you can go on your phone, but I recommend setting a timer because if I go on my phone and don't set a timer, it'll be two hours later and I'll be yes, like, Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, we are talking about TikTok. It's a black TikTok. hole. And before you know it, 47 minutes will have passed and you'll be like, shit, now it's time to go. So, yeah, that's a big one, Steph. And yeah. for two reasons, I think. Number one is we know from psychology that the brain can only focus for so long. So if you are somebody who thinks that you get a badge of honor or you're doing better by studying for five hours at a time, understand that you're not really maximizing the learning process because your brain has a really hard time doing that. Mm -hmm. So instead of going for hours straight, scheduling in those breaks and planning them out will give your brain a chance to almost like recharge even if you're doing something active, even if you're taking a walk or exercising or call your mom, like do something that's different than studying. When you then go back, your brain will be more ready to take in the information. So a general rule of thumb that I've heard is like 25 to 30 minutes on hard studying yeah. with like a five minute break. Here's the caveat. I have trouble taking a five minute break. For me, me it's a too. little bit short. So I tend to go for a little bit longer and take like a 20 minute break something a little bit longer but again it's kind of up to you another thing is there's apps out there that can help with this um you know that cute little app that grows the tree yeah it's called flora yes. so you can decide like how long you want to grow your tree for and then if you go on your phone it'll kill the tree and it's sad um but just a little tool there yeah and with the breaks try and make it something that's going to recharge you. So you're gonna be tired after studying for so long. So if going on your phone for 10 minutes kind of starts to fatigue you, maybe that's mm, not what you do when like you break. That. Going for a walk, something to clear your mind so that when you come back to studying, you're nice and fresh, ready to go. Yeah, that's a really good tip. And if it's a long day of studying and you have a lot of things ahead of you, maybe it means going to grab a cup of coffee or a drink that you enjoy, something like that. Make it a enjoyable break. That's a really good Agreed. point. And giving your brain a rest Maybe you enjoy going on your phone, but you're still kind of using your brain when you're taking in that TikTok or Instagram content. So, yeah, that I like that stuff. So, yeah, so if you're taking a 20-minute break, maybe five minutes is going on your phone because I know I can't go too long without yeah. the TikTok. <laughs> um, although sometimes I go into periods where I'm just deleting the app altogether just to be productive. Is, the, is this one of those periods? Yes, up until the comp next Yeah, week. so I will say, um, I should have said this in the beginning, but... Stephanie and I have a big exam coming up next Friday for all my PT students out there. We have our comprehensive exam, essentially a dry run of our board's exam, which we'll take next summer. So studying has been something that's on our mind and in our schedule lately. Yeah. So yeah, great one, Steph. Now's a good time to cut TikTok down yeah, for a little bit. Cutting it out again. Yeah. <laughs> so let's go on to tip number four now, and this is to utilize active recall. So for those of you who don't know what active recall is, it's essentially a study strategy where after you review something, you then take time to actively recall it and see if you remember it. This might look like you go through a PowerPoint presentation about pulmonary diagnoses because I'm going to study cardiopalm today. After I study that PowerPoint, I then go to a chalkboard or I sit down with a pen and paper and I write down what I know. Or maybe I answer some practice questions. So after studying, I'm testing whether or not I retain the information. This is important for two reasons. Number one is you need to know what you know and what you don't know in order to prepare for your exam. 
So when you do active recall, you'll notice that there are things that you know really well. And you're like, oh, awesome. I remember, you know, the restrictive lung diseases. Now I can push that to the side and not stress about it. So it makes your life easier when you do this active recall throughout your studying because you get to kind of place an emphasis on certain things, which is really important. Um, For me, I like to do this like physically actively. I like to write things out. I don't know what your thoughts are on this stuff if you use this strategy. Yeah, so um, the other day I was trying to remember all the innervations for all the muscles. And so I kind of wrote down as many muscles as I could remember. I tried to get all of them. Um, and then I tried to remember which nerve innervated that muscle. So I'm, before I even looked at the material, I was writing out what I had already known without studying again. And then I looked at it, reviewed it, and then I tried to fill out even more. And so just kind of recalling, figuring out what you don't know, reviewing the material again, and then just trying to fill it out as much as you can, and then going from there. Yeah, definitely. Another, you know, science type of explanation here, but there's a difference in the brain between short-term memory and long-term memory. So when you're reading through your study guide or reading through your PowerPoint slides, immediately after the fact, you might remember that information, but if you don't do something to actively store it into your long-term memory, it's much more likely to slip away and you won't remember the information when you really need it. So the whole point in this is find something active to do. I love writing on a chalkboard because I like being on my feet and moving around and it keeps me awake, but maybe it's a piece of paper, maybe it's talking about it with somebody, Um, but definitely using that strategy, not only right before the exam, but as you're studying. True. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which brings us to our last tip, just talking it out. Um, That's a really big one for me. It helps ensure my understanding of the material. Um, So if you can teach a concept to somebody, you're more likely to, one, remember it, but two, understand it fully to the best of your ability. Um, So that's a really big one. And then if you're talking it out with someone, questions may come up, and then you can ask those questions. So again, like Julie said, you're figuring out what you don't know at the same time, and so if you don't know something, that's a time where you can then ask a question, email your professor, text a classmate, so that you can get those questions answered before you know you're on the test and you're like, oh, I don't know that. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a really good point. I didn't even think about how questions can come up when you talk things out. And the cool thing about talking things out, like we just mentioned with solidifying information in your brain, the more ways that you use that information, the better you're going to remember it. So reading it and then writing it and then speaking it, those are all ways that you're exposing your brain to whatever it is that you're learning and giving your brain the best chance on test day to recall that information. And some of you might be listening to this and you don't like studying with somebody and that's totally fine. So guess what? You can talk to yourself. It sounds silly, but there are definitely people who have walked by a study room where (laughs) I am pacing around the study room in circles, talking as if I'm teaching a lecture hall full of 100 people about anatomy. And for me, like Stephanie mentioned, if you can teach it and you can explain it, that means that you understand it. So it's great for your confidence and it's great for actually, you know, knowing the information for test day. Yeah, because it's one thing to know for test day, but especially for us as physical therapists, everything we're learning, we're going to hopefully be able to use, you know, in our practice. So not just knowing it for the test, but understanding it 
um, is going to just set you up better for the future too. Yeah, that's a good point. And if you're listening to this and you maybe you don't live with your classmates, but maybe you have family members or other friends or a significant other that you're with, you can explain this information to them that you're learning, which may be even better. Because if you can teach something to somebody who has no background in it, that's how you know you've mastered it. Exactly. So you can definitely use that strategy as well. Really good point. Yeah. So overall, kind of wrapping these things up, we touched upon making a plan. Make sure it's a smart goal. And I actually want to hop back to that for a second because one thing that I struggle with when it comes to making a plan is making a plan. No, but it's when you have a whole day in front of you with not a lot of things to do and mapping out that entire day. So Stephanie mentioned before that urgency is helpful and I function the same way. I don't want to, sure, I'm a procrastinator, but that makes it sound like a bad thing. So let's say we thrive on urgency. I like that. (laughs) So on the days where we have two hours here, 90 minutes there, a little bit of time before work, those frames of time tend to be productive because it's all we have to work with. But think about your Saturday when you wake up and the whole day is yours. I find that I kind of have trouble being productive on those days because there's less structure. Do you have any strategies for how you go about when you have big blocks of time, how you work around that? You know what? I I also struggle with that a lot. Um, But like I said, just setting that time or making, trying to make a plan with somebody. So if you have a lot of time during the day, and you say you want to get everything done in the morning, but you're having a hard time waking up early, getting it done. So maybe I'll try to make a plan sometime in the afternoon so I know, oh, I'm meeting someone at this time. Yeah, like give yourself something to do. It also kind of sets that urgency. Yeah, incentivize it. Yeah. Um, But also with making a plan, plans don't always go according to plan. Mm, We do know that. It is okay if things don't go according to plan. Sometimes your mom will call. You get on the phone for half an hour, 45 minutes, and it kind of screws up with your plan. That's okay. But having a plan kind of sets forth, you know, what you plan to do. And if it doesn't go according to plan, that's fine. At least you made one and you got something done. Yeah, that's a really good point. At the very least, plan the amount of time that you're planning to be productive for. Maybe you're not going to accomplish the task that you set out to because you don't really know what it entails until you get into it. Uh, but definitely. And I like what you the point that you brought up before about trying to schedule something. Yeah. We know that scheduling joy in your day is so important for your overall well-being. As students, we struggle with stress, right? It's very easy to get stressed out and get swallowed up in all of the things that we have to do that aren't really on our terms. Yeah. So especially on those days where you have a whole day in front of you, you can make the time to do something that you want to do. If you wake up at 9 a.m. and you go to bed at 10 p.m., that is a 13-hour day. And realistically, you can't study all day. It's not going to go well. So look at that as a good thing that you have to schedule some joy in your day in order to maximize your productivity. And you get to decide what that is. Maybe it's time with a friend. Maybe it's time with your boyfriend. Maybe it's a workout. But on those days, even in a busy season, make sure that you schedule time for the things that you enjoy because that state of happiness is going to make your brain work more efficiently when you're actually studying. Yeah, I agree 100%. Yeah, awesome. Well, Steph, do you have any final thoughts on the topic of studying for our listeners? Yeah, um, I guess big thing is at the end of the day, 
It is just a test. Amen. Remember, it's okay if you don't do as well as you would have liked. Like we said, we've been in college for seven years now, so we've had plenty of time to figure out what works for us. Don't get discouraged. Try something different. Try something new when studying. Make time for things you enjoy. Take those breaks. You know, make time. Yeah, I'm with you. And it's always going to be a work in progress. We still are not experts. And some of these things... Not at all. Some of these things that we mentioned today... I know I still need to work on and still need to prioritize. Me as well. Um, but definitely try different things out and don't be afraid to change your habits. The studier that I was three years ago is not the same studier that I am now because my life and my studies and my schedule is different. So you may have to adapt along with your life because that's what life is all about is adapting, right? So... I hope you guys enjoyed the tips today from Stephanie and I. Thank you so much for coming on. I think our listeners are going to get a lot out of this. Oh, good. I'm so glad. This was really fun. I'm glad I came on. Of course. Thanks a lot, Steph. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Goal Set Mindset Podcast. I hope you can use one or two of these strategies next time you set out to study. If you enjoyed this episode, feel free to share it with a friend who could use some productivity tips and shoot me a message on Instagram at goalsetmindset underscore JV and let Steph and I know what study hacks work best for you. Thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, we will be back next week with another episode.